Do you realize that you have been handpicked by God to be the daughter, sister, mother, friend, employee, church member, spouse, auntie, all of those things in the lives of the people who are around you, that God has infused you with something that nobody else can bring to your environment. It is a beautiful thing. And so today we're going to talk about some aspects of the way that God has called you as a Christian woman to influence the people around you. Don't ever underestimate that. It's a wonderful calling. And we're going to talk about that today. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Encouragement Outpost podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Georgia Pointer, and you are listening to episode four of season two, in which we are talking about the qualities of an excellent woman. Yes, you, you can be an excellent woman. And I'm going to hasten to say it again. An excellent woman is not a perfect woman. She's not a flawless woman, but she is a person who aims to be all that God created her to be recognizing that it's not all up to her, that she has someone who created her and who infused her with some beautiful qualities that are meant to be shared and that are meant to serve the people in her sphere of influence. And so today we are looking at Proverbs chapter 31, verse 14. And it says that she is like The merchant ships, she brings her food from afar. And you may be thinking, how in the world can that particular verse apply to a 21st century Christian woman? I want to make a suggestion to you that attentiveness is the quality that I see in this woman in this particular verse. Think about the fact that She lived in a town, okay, wherever that town was. And there were certain foods that were available to everybody. Let's say, for example, there was, um, I don't know, nutmeg, (laughs) okay, nutmeg. And there's a local farmer who raised onions. And there was a certain type of fish that could be extracted from the sea. And those things were on the table of most people in her community. But this woman was not content just to let her family experience the local food fair. Oh, no. She brought her food from afar. I can see her meeting the seamen at the docks saying, what have you brought That's not the local fare. What have you brought from far away that I can allow my family to be exposed to? I see variety here. I see creativity here, my friend. It mentions food specifically. So let's talk about that for a minute. 
Do you serve your family the same old thing all the time? Do you just throw something together trying to get through that particular aspect of family life? Do you use the same old ingredients all the time without ever introducing anything new? If that's true, know that you're not hearing condemnation from me. Know that you are hearing encouragement to step outside the box, to try some new things from time to time. Because when you are um, the cook at your house, when you are the person who 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 puts the food, prepares the food and pl- puts it on the table, when you're the person who goes to the grocery store and prepares things and makes decisions about what will be served at your family table every night, you have an opportunity to infuse creativity there. And I'm not saying that you have to be exotic every single night. No, that's the other extreme. There's neglect And then there's the other extreme. But what I'm saying is, hey, what did you grow up eating that you can expose your family to? What kinds of cookbooks, what kinds of things have you seen on the Food Network that you thought, hey, I would love to try that. I think my family might like that. Um, I love the word attentive because it has... It has a hint of oh philanthropy of of love of of valuing the people who will be eating the things that you present to them. I love love the videos that I see on social media where a baby is sitting in a high chair at a restaurant or at a family event or at the family table and Mom or dad or uncle or somebody takes a spoonful of something. I think the last one I saw was ice cream. This was the baby's first taste of ice cream. And at first, you know, they open their little mouths and the spoon goes in and they're working those little lips and that little tongue. And they're just thinking, okay, this is just more of whatever. And then there's that spark. Those little eyebrows go up and this huge grin comes across the face. And then they're grabbing for the spoon And there's just such gratitude and such excitement (laughs) because they've been exposed to something that they never had before. And it's like, whoa, my world has been expanded. There is such a thing as ice cream on this planet and I have been exposed to it. And I'm so very excited about that. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just having the mindset that says, I am going to expose my family to some variety. I'm going to to introduce them to some things. Um, I remember when I was younger, I was I, I baked bread and I absolutely loved it. And I, I had a starter. I think it was a friendship bread or something. Many of you will know what I'm talking about. And, um, you know, you would feed that starter and all that. And I'm telling you just the smell of that bread baking. And then I moved, I think, to like a honey bread. And then I think I did a, 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 a honey wheat. And then I think there was like a potato bread. And oh, my word, it was just wonderful. And then we would do French toast with it. We'd make sandwiches. 
I had a I had a breakfast casserole that I would make with it and 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 all of that. And it was just a wonderful time of experiencing some some new things. And then I think I remember finding a recipe where I could make my own hamburger buns and it just had a different something to it. Friend, you don't have to be a master chef. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is whatever area of your life, it doesn't have to be in the kitchen. This is just an example because that was what was presented here in this particular passage. But uh, take your kids to the library, um, expose them to different things, and you get to be the one to be the catalyst for that. Um, I'm not saying that your child needs to be exposed to everything that there is in the world. There are some things that you as a parent needs to guard your children against, guard your family against. There are some things that you uh, want to be attentive in making sure that they're not exposed to. There comes a time and a season in your children's lives when they need to know about the seedy underbelly, the the, the negative, the nasty side of life. But uh, there's a time and a place to do that. But just like you're going to warn them about some things, you're going to also expose them to some beautiful things that this world has to offer. This is a huge planet and your children will be only as limited as you uh, neglect for them to be. I hope you understand what I mean when I say that. So nobody can expose their family and their children to everything, but do what's within your power to do. And it's so wonderful because when your children do grow up, they will discover some interests that are outside of, of what you've exposed them to. But you get to decide what they cut their teeth on. You get to decide what they, they, initi- they get initiated into. And then, then they can, they're free to stretch and to grow and discover things in the world that they have in their own interests. But all I'm saying is that you are taking the time to expose your family to variety. You are using creativity. You are thinking and you're being very purposeful, very intentional about what you do with your family. I want to also talk just a little bit about just just time. Attentiveness takes time. And I'm thinking of the things that distract us from that. And I'm thinking of the, the, the phone. Do you realize that it is possible if we allow ourselves to, and if we allow the culture, and if we allow our spiritual enemy, the devil, who who lurks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, that if we allow ourselves to be distracted by social media and television, that those things can consume an inordinate amount of time in your life, Distracting you from the things that you need to be about to the detriment of your family, to the detriment of your children's future, to the detriment of the emotional well-being of the people that God has placed in your charge. Do not allow that to happen. It happens so easily. It really does. And you young mothers out there can spend so much time if you're not careful trying to look over the heads of your family, to look around the things and act as though your family is a distraction from the things that are more important to you. None of us will say out loud that I value my career above my children. 
None of us will say out loud that I value my private time more than I do spending time investing in my children and my family and my grandchildren. Nobody will say that out loud. But sometimes the way we manage our schedules and the way we spend our time send that message without us having to say a word. Now, I want to hasten to say that I'm not encouraging any type of extremism. There are helicopter mothers. They're the the kind who just hover over their children all the time. And it's like their whole identity is consumed with motherhood. That's imbalanced. That's just as imbalanced as the woman who is so distracted by her career, by her own interests, by her hobbies, by her own personal dreams and aspirations to the neglect of her family. Neither one of them is good. What I'm calling for and what I'm encouraging you to do is to have balance. We want to invest in ourselves. Yes, because we are important also, but not to the detriment, not to the neglect. Yes, we want to, uh, not to the detriment and neglect of our families and our neighbors and our church members and our, our um, disciples and people that we are called to invest in. But also we don't want to do the other extreme to where we're so consumed with those things that we neglect ourselves. Balance. Balance is what God is calling us to. And the only way that you're going to have that is if you allow the Lord to inform your days. If you come to the Lord every day and say, Lord, my life is yours. I am not my own. I have been bought with a price. I recognize that you have a high calling on my life to influence my family, my church, my neighborhood, my community, my country. I know I can't do it all in this one day. But I know that you have an assignment for me in this day. And I need you to help me know what that is so I can be faithful this day. Don't try to live more than one day at a time. Scripture says sufficient for today are the troubles thereof. Don't be worrying about next week and and all of that. No, you do today well. And then you do tomorrow well. And then you do the next day well. And before you know it, you will have pieced together a life well lived. Keep in mind that you have seasons in your life. There are times in your life when you need to be all about the kids. You need to be all about um, serving your family. But let me tell you, there will come a day when you won't have those children anymore. They're going to grow up. They're going to go off and have lives of their own. And your time of influencing them in, in the particular Uh, early days ways of doing that will be over. I frankly am amazed because I homeschooled my children. I was, I was with my children 24 seven for the most part. Uh, I was a stay at home mom and I, I, I had, you know, just endless days, almost, they seemed like they were endless days of investing in my children. But now as an empty nester, I am astounded at the amount of days that I have left at the amount of time at the number of hours I have in a day to do other things. I had no idea that it was going to be like this. I miss the days of looking into the beautiful angelic faces of my precious children. I look at those pictures, those photographs of them now with longing and with great nostalgia 
and just just a wonderful, warm feeling. So very grateful that I was able to invest in them in the way that I was able to do in that season. But I can't get those that season back. Whatever mistakes I made, whatever good things I did, the die is cast in that particular way. But now I'm in a new season and my time is my own and I'm able to read and I'm able to be creative. I'm I'm able to do all those things that I was sometimes struggling to do. And and yes, I'll say it. Sometimes I acted as though the the, the family life, the family responsibilities were in the way of what I was trying to accomplish. It wasn't like that all the time. I did savor. I did savor. I did. I savored. Thank you, Jesus. I savored those days when my children were little. I would just drink them in. I loved them so very much. And, you know, I prepared meals. I, I taught them at home. I did. I did the things. OK, I didn't do it perfectly, but I but I did them. And now that season of my life is over. So you young mothers out there, I want you to drink in your family. Drink in the season that you have now. Do not see them as a distraction. Do the, do not see them like when I was a little, when I was little, we had a great big, you know, wasn't, wasn't any flat screens back then. There was a great big old TV, uh, like a console. Think about a cabinet with a screen on the front of it. And, you know, one of us would wander and be standing in front of the TV and 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 the other would be sitting on the on the on the on the sofa and yell out get out of my way you're not made of glass I can't see around you I, I'm trying to watch my tv program and so we're trying to look around the person and sometimes we treat the people in our family in our season as though they're in the way of what we're trying to do and accomplish no they are the assignment my friend they are the assignment if they're living in your house and they're underage there is work for you to be for you to do. You have an assignment from God to teach them wisdom, to teach them how to be a good friend, to teach them how to be a good servant, to teach them how to love the Lord, how to love his word, how to clean a house, how to drive a car, how to communicate, how to control your anger, how to control your eating, how to exercise, how to take care of your body, how to take care of a home, endless things. And a lot of those things are done Overtly, where you're saying, this is how you do this. This is how you mop a floor. This is how you clean a toilet. But some of those things are things that they will catch from you. They will observe how you how you handle conflict. They will observe how you handle anger. They will observe how you talk behind a friend behind their back and then say all kinds of wonderful things to their face. They will see how you serve at your church, how you do it with joy. They will see how you do things with excellence or how you don't do things. They're observing you. All of it is a season, my friend. But the point is to be attentive wherever you are in your season of life. Do that and do that well. But you cannot do that without the help of God himself and his Holy Spirit. So my encouragement to you is that if you want to infuse creativity in whatever you do, if you want to be attentive in in the assignment that God has given you each day, if you want to do that well to the end that when your life is over, you hear well done, good and faithful servant that is done one day at a time. And I don't mind telling you this message is just as much for me as it is for everybody else. There are things that I neglect in my home that should not be neglected. There are things that I need to do with more excellence, with more attentiveness. 
And then there's some things that I have allowed to distract myself from doing. There, there are things I've allowed to distract me that I need to get a balance to in my life. So I'm not pointing a finger telling you, you need to do something without also recognizing that I got three other fingers pointing right back at me. So this message is for all of us. I want you to be, I want you to be energized, not beat down and condemned, energized, encouraged. I want to end with this little illustration here. Uh, When we were children, uh, my, my grandparents, both sets lived in Mississippi. And so from time to time we would pile into the car and we would take a trip. It took about an hour, a little better than an hour to get to uh, grandparents' house. And I remember sitting in the back seat. My mother was sitting in the front and my father would be behind the wheel. And I remember looking at the steering wheel multiple times and seeing that daddy, he didn't just, he didn't just let the steering wheel he didn't just constrict the Holy Spirit, excuse me, he didn't, dete- he, excuse me, <laughs> he did not grip the steering wheel and keep it in one position the whole time he was driving. Now, I knew that he, he rotated it whenever he needed to turn, but I remember being very intrigued by the fact that he would wiggle the steering wheel as he drove. And I was thinking, why isn't the car zigzagging as he drove? Because he's, he's maneuvering the steering wheel in a way that he's jiggling it. And of course, it wasn't until I got older that I realized that that's the way you drive. It's not all driving to one side or driving to the other, turning all the time. Sometimes what you're doing is you're achieving balance so that you stay in your lane and you're, you're, you're driving. If daddy had just let the, the steering wheel If he had just held it one way, we would have run off the road. And I don't understand all of the the physics of that, but I think you understand what I'm saying. Each day is a balancing act each day. And sometimes you're going to make a turn and you're going to do this for a season. You're going to do vacation Bible school for a while for just for example, or you're going to be, you're going to be doing a homeless ministry for a season, or you're going to be teaching a Bible study for a season, or you're going to be helping your elderly parents for a season. And then you're going to get back on the road and you're going to do something else. But the whole time when you're not in those places where you're turning, you are balancing, staying on the road where you're feeding your family on a daily basis. You're teaching your children where you are, you are, you are, um, you're investing in somebody. You're making phone calls. You are paying bills. You are learning a new skill. You're doing all manner of things, but you are bringing your own creativity to it. You are really discovering what God has placed in you that was intended before the foundation of the world, before you were a glint in your daddy's eye, that were already determined that you were going to be an influence for. So every day you're wiggling that steering wheel and every day you're asking God, okay, God, what's, what, 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 what's our assignment for today? And I need you to help me, Lord, to be all that you want me to be this day. So thank you so much for your time and attention today. I hope this was an encouragement to you. Looks like I ran just a couple of minutes uh, longer than I normally do. Um, I try to keep it within 20 minutes, um, but I kind of got a little carried away there. (laughs) But yes, I hope that you are encouraged to be attentive. 
wherever you are, be attentive and do that with all your might in that day with the help of the Holy Spirit. You have already been created to do beautiful things. And each day is just an opportunity to do that and live out that beauty. If you've been encouraged by this and you know somebody who would be encouraged by it, I encourage you to share this with them. Don't keep it to yourself. And if you've not listened to all of the the, uh, messages that are in this series, I encourage you uh, while you're getting ready in the morning, while you're preparing dinner, while you're doing your work time commute, while you're exercising, while you're on the treadmill, wherever, that you will push play and take full advantage of these messages um, that I have prayed over and asked the Lord to give me to be an encouragement to you. So thank you so much for tuning in today to the Encouragement Outpost podcast. I hope to um, be able to bless you again the next time. Thank you. Goodbye.